Together, growing in faith, changing communities. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you always. Today, dear friends, I'd like us to reflect on the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, verses 16 to 21. At that time, the shepherds went with haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by how God does his things. It could have prevented Jesus being born from the manger. He could have. He could have allowed someone to offer a room, a space. I mean, we know the Last Supper. Jesus sends his disciples. You will find a person doing this and ask that we may use your room. And so we know that God could have done it. We know that. But interestingly, he chose the lowliness of human existence, the manger. He was not found with human beings, but with animals. Go back to Isaiah when he talks about the suffering servant of Yahweh. He did not look human anymore. For he bore in himself the sins of humanity. At birth, he was surrounded by animals. At death, he didn't look human anymore. It's amazing what God does. From the humble beginnings, I mean, Look at the, 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 the Magi, the, the three wise men. When they are searching for Jesus, they don't go to the manger. They go to the palace. God will surprise you. I mean, <laughs> my thinking is not your thinking. My doing is not your doing. A thousand years are like yesterday to God. We can never fully understand God. 
Jesus is born in the humbling environment. We know that later on, the angel comes to Joseph and say, take Mary and the child and flee to Egypt. I mean, God could have prevented it. God could have said, Jesus, remain in Jerusalem. Herod will not touch you. He could have done it. But he chose not to. What am I getting into? There are certain things that are happening in your life that may not be pleasant, that may make you question whether God loves you, that can make you question whether God knows what is going on or not. And I want to assure you that allow God be God. Allow God to be God. He can prevent it. But the mere fact that he allows you and I to go through these experiences, that means there's something bigger than these experiences. There's something greater than these mere experiences. The Lord is calling us for something greater. The Lord is calling us for something bigger. And we are capable of those things. We are capable of those things. Now, what, what fascinates me is the shepherds that go and proclaim the mystery of this baby to the parents. It's not the king's servants. It's not the princes and princesses. Now, if you understand the, 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 the symbolism or the thinking behind the usage of shepherds in the story. It's mind-blowing. Shepherds are not really trusted in Israel because a great number of them are thieves. They spend most of their time away from home. They live by taking whatever they can find. They're not necessarily trustworthy people. Their hygiene is not always desirable. But isn't Jesus the greatest shepherd? Does he not lead us to greener pastures? When David says, the Lord is my shepherd, there's nothing I shall want. Fresh, he leads me to greater things. Though I walk in the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. There's just so much in the text. Great symbolism. The Jesus who will lead us from sin to life in his earlier days is visited by shepherds. It is the shepherds that proclaim who this child will become before the greatest prophet Simeon will even tell us. Why would God choose shepherds? The answer is the same as why will God choose the manger? 
Do you remember the passage in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Jesus Christ proves to us day by day, even in his birth, that he is the rejected stone that has become the cornerstone. A mere shepherd becomes the herald of the good news. Now, if God can use the shepherds, what makes you think he can't use you and I? If God can use people who are not trusted, how much more with you, who is a great man and a great woman? Then there's also another element that I find absolutely interesting. Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. An unreflected life is not worth living. You and I are so different. We are, we are not like animals. Yes, we are animals, but we are rational beings. We can think. We can reflect. I don't think an animal reflects on itself. But we can think and reflect. We are spiritual beings. We are religious beings. And so there's so much that God has given us. And there's so much that God demands of our lives. Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. What is going on in your life? What is God doing? Before I open my mouth and complain and curse, have I pondered in my mind, in my heart, what is the Lord doing? Where is he leading me to? What is he teaching me? May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us to protect, to bless, and to guide us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.